God is angry because uh, we who are not grieved at the ruin of other brothers and sisters are becoming something less than human. This angers God because God loves us. And God is angry because we are diminishing people, ruining people with our policies and, uh, and our lust after excess. And we are making them something less than humans. This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm Melissa Rao, and Bishop Wright and I are having a conversation based on Four Faith, a weekly devotion sent out every Friday. You can find a link to this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe in the episode's description. It's good to be back with you, Bishop. Good to be back with you. Yeah, I've missed you. (laughs) And I you. (laughs) (laughs) This week's devotion is based off Amos chapter 6, 1 through 7 and you called it grieved. Um, You said that Amos knew that it must anger God when we lust over things and lose the ability to be grieved at the, quote, ruin of other human beings. Can you share more about what's resonating with you regarding the passage? Well, yeah. So so Amos is, uh, you know, before we get there, let's just talk a little bit about, you know, Amos and talk a little bit about what a prophet is, right? So so, so Amos, uh, without sort of giving you a seminary lesson, Amos is a, is a, one of the minor prophets of Israel. Uh, a prophet is the the men and the women who who sit under the word of God. That the word of God is alive and dancing in in their mouth and in their heart and in their viewpoint. And two things you got to remember about prophets: one, they care deeply about God, and number two, they care deeply about neighbor. Right. And so so they're the canary in the coal mine. You know, when things are going wrong, when the nation's missing the mark, uh, when the people's lips are in one direction and their behinds are in another direction, you know, it's the prophets. They're 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 the checkpoint. It's the prophets who come and say, hey, you're not living the way you say you uh, you're living and you're you're you've not you've walked away from your uniqueness. And in terms of the biblical story, you know, the people of Israel walking away from their uniqueness, which is to care radically for the poor, because God cared radically for them when they were in bondage in Egypt. Uh, you know, the prophet reminds the people of their humble and modest beginnings when they were without help and when they were no people. That's literally what the word Hebrew means, that they were no people, right? Hapiru. And so when you were no people, God was merciful to you and made a way out of no way for you. And so therefore, as a nation going forward, remember who you are and whose you are. Remember that God had intervened on your behalf. So don't get too cute when you make it. You know, when you've got the nice house and the pretty lawn and a couple of nickels in the bank, don't forget where you've come from. That's what the prophet does. I read a, a, a commentary one time and uh, it said, nobody really likes Amos. <laughs> you know, in fact, Amos got kicked out, right, of, of all the holy places in the sanctuary because he had an edge, man. I mean, he just, he deeply loved. And when you deeply love people, you've got to speak up on behalf. Yeah. Well, can you've I challenge, to- can I just follow up with that question? Like, I mean, was any prophet actually ever loved? Or yeah, we love them dead. In deep community with people. I mean, I think being a prophet must be a lonely, a lonely job. 
as I've said before on the podcast, I get a chance to hang out with with some of our civil rights leaders, our national treasures. And, you know, I was talking to An- Ambassador Andrew Young one time, and he was just marveling at how many friends Martin Luther King had picked up after he died. Yes, uh, that's right. You know, in the, in, uh, in the year that he won the Nobel Prize here in Atlanta, 1964, the year of my birth, uh, they could scarcely throw a dinner party uh, for him uh, because uh, he was uh, simultaneously uh, leading a boycott of a d- downtown department store. I believe it was Riches. Uh, and, uh, and so, no, we don't like our prophets in real time. We like them dead where we can begin to paint you know, on their canvases. And so, so Amos, Amos just refuses. And, you know, we also don't like the prophets because they refuse to be bought off. Like they're for God <laughs> and they're for neighbor and there's nothing, not a damn thing that people can do about it. And so they kicked Amos out, but it, Amos kept talking, uh, you know, from a little place <laughs> called Tekoa. He was from Tekoa. And we, of course, have Tekoa, Georgia, spelled differently, but I, I'm always amused by that. So, so, so to get right down to it, I mean, but we need the prophets because the, the, we, we know something about ourselves. We know that our hearts can get fat and lazy. We know that we can become um, obsessed with ourselves and our ease and our comfort. We know that about ourselves. If we're honest, it doesn't, we shouldn't be, you know, we shouldn't be consumed by guilt or shame or obligation. We should just know that that is a facet of being a human being. And so God is good to us and God is merciful to us because God brings these people, you know, into view, into earshot, who remember what it was like to be vulnerable and to remember when God saved us and who remember that we're supposed to be a unique witness in the world. Uh, and so and not that we're supposed to be the sort of these sort of religious caricatures, but we're supposed to uh, put to, to combine compassion. Uh, for in everything we do, so so this is why the prophet is important. The word I use for the for the for faith is called grieved because that's Amos's word. Amos says is that you do not you don't you can't be grieved. You're not grieved at the ruin again. His word of Joseph and Joseph is here being used as all the vulnerable, all the sick, all the poor, uh, all those with. Uh, who are suffering really bad outcomes in life? Uh, those who are on the uh, on the uh, sort of uh, uh, the unfortunate end of policies and you know geopolitical policies, et cetera. I mean, when I think about uh, the ruin of people, and I think about a prophet, what would the prophet say right now, today, about how politicians are loading up uh, onto airplanes migrants, people who have come to this country seeking legitimate asylum? And making political spectacles out of them. Incidentally, the two governors who are doing this also profess to be Christians. So, so you know, what would Amos say about that? My, my guess is that Amos would have something to say like, um, where is the compassion in this nation? Um, we've made political spectacles out of people. And, 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 and that means that we're patriotic uh, what does it mean? Uh, or does it mean that you, you've forgotten who you are and you've forgotten love thy neighbor? Is it loving to make p- uh, pawns out of people for political posturing? So, so this is why we don't like the prophets, because the prophets have something to say about our adopted best practices. Mm-hmm. You know, you said remember a number of times, and each time you said that it struck me as, you know, remember, like remembering as in how do we include everyone in the membership of, uh, you know, Christ Jesus? (laughs) Well, and this is it because, 
because our temptation is to isolate, right? To exclude, right? I mean, this is what we do. Um, and so rather than saying, let's figure out a policy around immigration and, and asylum where people have their dignity um, and the work gets done and we uh, secure borders as is necessary to secure, rather than doing the hard work of figuring out how we hold intention, uh, being a compassionate nation, and at the same time securing our borders, we would rather play Lord God over some people's lives who incidentally happen to be poor and brown by and large. And so, and so it's, it's the prophets who don't forget these things. And it's the prophets. I mean, even if you read Amos, the sixth chapter, um, you know, he's talking about lusting over comfort and lusting over your own security and lusting over the finer things. He's not doing a guilt trip. He's doing a God thing. And, you know, what the prophets do, which is really complicated to do, and this is for this is only for the grownups listening, is, is that he he God's anger is connected to God's love. Right. And so and so God is angry because uh, we who are who are not grieved at the ruin of other brothers and sisters are becoming something less than human. This angers God because God loves us and God is angry uh, because we are diminishing people, ruining people. Uh, with our policies and uh, and our lust after excess, and we are making them something less than human. So, so God is angry whenever you and I start engineering our lives or other people's lives into something we were never intended to be. We were always intended to be fully uh, possessing full dignity, worth, and value, all of us. And so, you know, people don't want an angry God, but Thank God for an angry God, because the anger actually comes from love. And, and there's always a call in this anger to come home to yourselves. That's why the prophet, the prophet is actually there, a road sign on the road saying, hey, stop the foolishness. Come home, come back to yourself, come back to God and be who God made you to be, right? And thrive, all of you, and thrive. Well, we could probably finish the pad that the episode right now, but I do have another question, both an admission and a confession right after this. Hi friends, you're hearing the latest Imagine Worship. Join us and share Imagine Worship with a friend. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Imagine Worship. And now back to four people. All right, welcome back to four people. So Bishop, both an admission and a confession, you know, for the listeners who don't know, I typically get uh, Bishop's devotions a day or two before we record. And it's not like we have a rehearsal or anything. I just ask these questions and, and Bishop will do his best to unpack or answer as best as can. And um, this is what happened this morning, Bishop, as I was, or it was actually last night. I have a friend who's going through kind of like a dark night, uh, a difficult season, and I sent uh, this person a text and I said, I love you. And my heart hurts because yours is hurting. And this person said, I'm sorry for that. Um, good night. So it was kind of like, I'm sorry that, that my heart hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. this is what I said. I said, it's no need to be sorry. It's what real love is. Yeah. And I thought, 
I thought that to myself and I'm like, oh, crap. That's what real love is. When our hearts hurt, when other people's hurt. And man, that hit me. I don't know that my heart hurts when, I mean, I feel a little pang, but it means I'm not in relationship with or know, know people deeply enough to, to fully care, to be grieved by. And I don't know what to do about it, Bish. <laughs> well, you know, well, first of all, I just appreciate you, you, you saying that sharing something that uh, real out of your own real life. And I, I think that is what the cost of love is, right? I mean, when we love family, you know, uh, we hurt when they hurt, um, you know, uh, friends, we hurt when they hurt, you know, those of us who have been through some things, when we see others going through those things, we know the contours of that pain and, and our heart breaks, our heart goes out to them, et cetera. Uh, it's a part of being human. It's a part of the way that God developed the architecture of the universe. And, and, uh, and when we work against that, um, we're being something that we're not. We're, we're not staying true to the engineered design. And I think this is what the prophet has to say, you know, um, in an individualistic world, I could see why the person would, would apologize to you for your heart breaking at their, at their pain. Um, and I, I think this is why the Christian message is so important to continue to say these days is that because we're all bound up together and that's, there's, there's no escaping that. And, 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 and some people want to escape that uh, because it's inconvenient at times or because it's messy at times. But this is what life is as a human being. It is from our very birth, right? We're messy, right? <laughs> we, are, we are messy. I've changed enough diapers to know. We, we, are, we are messy uh, and, uh, and we are grumpy and, and, and we can act um, uh, inappropriate uh, towards uh, one another. And we can be selfish and we can be hurtful and it's, it's all terribly messy. Um, and so we've just got to acknowledge that, right? And this is what I love about the prophets because there's just no hiding from their words. There's just no, there's no hiding. They, they, they penetrate deeply. Uh, you know, I mean, I, you, you've got to, you know, Amos is one of Amos's, uh, you know, famous lines is, is that I, you know, I, I, I despise your festivals. Here he's talking about God. He's talking about how religious people will, will make fine Sunday mornings or fi fine services or fine masses and, and yet won't care about justice, uh, how, how we can have all the, the, the beautiful religious programming. Uh, you know, we can make all the sacrifices and have the beautiful vestments and the beautiful architecture but we're we're very far away from God. We can sing beautiful hymns, and, and you know Amos goes on to say, you know God don't care about that. You know uh, what what God cares about is justice. And then of course uh, he says, let justice roll down like waters, and righteousness like an ever flowing stream. That's 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 Amos's. You know the the poet prophet, uh, one of his best lines. And so he's he's helping us to understand that it's about justice. And justice is not about what we do from a condescending standpoint, like, I want you to come up to me. No, that's not what justice is. Justice is, is deeply wrapped up in dignity, right? The dignity of human being, other human beings. And so we want for them what we want for ourselves. And so when we don't want it uh, as much for others, whatever your other is, everybody's got their other. Um, then, then, then we're at, we're at some distance from God's vision 
of justice and shared I, shared humanity. I agree with all of that. And I am not defending. I am not. So uh, reader, reader, listener here. <laughs> I am not defending sure. what Governor DeSantis did. In fact, I live in Florida and was yeah. absolutely appalled. And yet, so I'm not defending. I think it was quite interesting where that plane was headed. And I wonder, I wonder if some of these states who, quote, have a, quote, uh, border problem. Yes. And that's how, that's how they see it. I wonder if they feel like the other states just either don't care or aren't helping solve and are trying to get, I don't know, it was appalling and I'm not saying it's right. And why Cape Cod? Well, we know why Martha's Vineyard, right? Martha, I mean, that's right. Martha's Vineyard. We know why. why? We know why. It's, it's right? a, 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 you know, rumored to be sort of a Democratic stronghold, you know, where the rich Democrats go to sort but of very play. affluent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, l- let me say this. Let me say this. I absolutely, you know, I don't want to knock you out of your chair, Melissa, but I absolutely affirm Governor Abbott and, and Governor DeSantis uh, in saying they've got a problem. Yeah. I think they're. I think they're quite right. They're absolutely. I mean, it's it's documentable. I mean, we we you but know it's our we, problem, right? But you know, right. they they though those are sort of uh, they, there is a problem. We have a problem, and the problem is how do we secure our borders? It's important to secure our borders. I get it. It's important, no doubt about it. That I think I think what the prophet would say is is that can we figure out together all of this genius, all this smart. Republicans and Democrats together, can we figure out how to affirm the dignity of human beings and at the same time secure the borders? You know, why do we have to secure the borders at the expense of, right, the dignity of people, right? This is Republican and Democrat alike. I mean, both are on record of putting folks in cages, putting kids in cages. So, so this, you know, we, in a bipartisan fashion, we failed. You know, what is interesting to me is, is that, you know, it is rumored that, that one of the governors at least is interested in, in running for for president. I, I would be intrigued. I would be intrigued, you know, if, if that governor demonstrated real leadership chops by doing something, you know, more significant and substantial than putting people on an airplane, uh, you know, uh, just hard you know, uh, hurting them and, and demonstrating leadership. Now that would be really eye catching, right. Just to say, Hey, look, I'm not just sitting over here as a, uh, a critic of the incumbent president, but I've got a real idea about how we can, we can do this. Both yeah. are Catholics. Yes. Interestingly yes. enough, both, yeah. both, both are. And I, I don't question their Christianity, but I, I, I just, I think the prophet would say that it, God is irreducible. And the prophet would say, and so is neighbor. And so make your policies with those two things as your guiding lights. And so I think that is open for Republicans or Democrats. And I think we've got to, uh, you know, do the important work of securing our borders, et cetera. But how will we get there? Um, You know, do we need to ruin people? Um, This is a great country, as I've said before, I do believe it. Um, and I think we demonstrate greatness by, you know, holding fast to to what we say about ourselves, that we are a compassionate. We even say we're a Christian nation. So, you know, when we do that, when we pull that blanket over ourselves, when we say we are Christians, then 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 that has that has some demands on it. 
And I think this is what the prophet is saying to the people of Israel. You are special. If you're going to claim exceptionalism, then you're going to have to live exceptionally. And then God has some real clear ideas about what that looks like. And so I, I think this is, this is, uh, this is at what is, what is at issue right now. I think what, what really uh, twists Amos' uh, hair in a bun is, is when we say these fine things about ourselves and our relationship to God and then live as other people who make no claims about God at all. And, and this is what gets Amos really fired up. So we need some more Amoses in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen, listen, listen. Bishop, thank you so much for this stimulating and very thoughtful <laughs> conversation. And listeners, we thank you for listening and tuning in to Four People. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week.